0: Welcome to the New Zealand Tech Podcast, presented by Paul Spain and guests. Welcome to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. You're with myself, Paul Spain, and our guest is Bill Bennett. Welcome along, Bill. Hi, Paul. Uh, Episode 82. Yes.
1: Significant number. We're getting up there, we're getting old, <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, looking forward to party on hundred
0: yeah yeah we'll we'll have to have some sort of uh big uh, mega mega episode yeah um not 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 too far off uh, now uh, this week uh Windows eight is sort of landing uh, for business users are going to be able to download it, as is Microsofts partners uh, and those with uh, msdn and uh, and technet subscriptions so this is going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting because we're still uh, we're still what two and a half months away from the uh, the retail release of Windows eight, and when the new uh you know tablets and and uh, uh you know touchscreen uh, notebooks and so on are uh, are all likely to land in the market right It's quite a big uh, big
1: time window yeah, yeah, but I think this is one that Microsoft's really got to get right i mean we, I know people say this every time there's a new windows every time there's a big thing happening with Microsoft, but this one. Is the big one because suddenly they're no longer leading the game. Um, it's the first time Windows has come along when you know Microsoft isn't the numero uno in the tech business. They've got some serious competition from Google and from Apple. It's going to be a big one. Well,
0: there's been uh, there's you know we had we had some discussion uh, in in recent weeks that uh, you know there are there are big businesses around a lot of them that are still running Windows XP. I know some that are still running two thousand <laughs> and and yeah and there and there are there are businesses in in some parts of the world that are that are yeah probably running well, that are running two thousand and and um there yeah, are some things still running on uh, on even earlier versions such as windows n t for some functions of their business
1: yeah and of course it's, it's, some of that's to do with the applications that you just have people haven't made the the Jump with the application, they haven't worked the how to do it. yeah, yeah. So,
0: uh, you know, in some ways, for businesses, they don't, Microsoft doesn't need them to go to Windows 8, you know, across the board, but there are a lot of businesses that'll probably go from Windows XP to Windows 7, for instance,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, it's but the thing, I think, one of the things that has been discussed a bit in some of the um, um, less geeky but um knowledgeable computer circles is how every second version of windows is the one to avoid uh, and um guess where we are the
0: yeah version, it's it's you know. kind of interesting to make the, those sort of analogies uh or yeah but uh, maybe there's been a cycle in the past but um yeah does it does, I,
1: do, do, you know can you uh no the cycle's broken it's, yeah. it's it's not it's there's not really a pattern i mean i i think Vista was very clearly a stopgap um, for Windows Seven, um, this isn't a stopgap. This is actually an evolution. I mean, the other thing is is that Vista came a long time after XP. It um, did, yeah. It was
0: a, it was a long time, and and I think uh, you know there were lots of people that got on quite successfully with it, particularly you know after the service pack and 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 so on out uh, and app. You know, one of the big issues with it that apps were designed for XP and just wouldn't uh, yeah. wouldn't run on Vista. Of course, all the Vista apps would run fine on Seven and. And and on Windows
1: 8. Yeah, well, we're running um, we're running a couple of Vista machines at home, um, and I think I think we've got a couple of Windows 7 machines, and they all mm-hmm. work nicely together. They all play nicely together yeah. as well, which is which is good. So, in terms of the excitement,
0: I guess there there will be a bunch of people that are really hanging out, looking forward to this availability of Windows Windows 8 uh, for download over the next uh, um, you know twenty four hours or so.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to put it on a spare machine though.
0: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, um, you know, within within our business because uh you know, because what we do is uh um, you know, look after technology for businesses. Part of our role is to actually test these things out. So we've been looking at it uh, you know, since last year and we've had plenty of hands on experience. So once it becomes available we're gonna be jumping right in for uh you know, probably the, the a large percentage of of users if not if not everyone, so we can learn what the what all the good points are, and we can learn what the
1: the challenges are, so that uh, so that our customers don't have to face them. Oh, uh, yeah, but then then I think it was about a week ago when I had trouble with, Windows, with Sorry, with Office three six five, the preview version, um, in the middle of a oh, job. Oh, the d-
0: Office two thousand and thirteen. Yeah,
1: yep. yeah, it just crashed on me, and it's trashed the machine, and it's a production machine, and my God, I'm not going there again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess we always get those warnings, don't we? Don't uh don't don't try out the uh the the early versions of software on your real machine, but we've got used to the fact that um that usually now those uh pre-release versions of the software are so good that you can you can you can uh yeah, you know run them if you're a, if you're a, you know in in a in a position where it's not going to put you at at well,
1: risk and so on. That's right. And, and I and I had a spare machine and I put it on the spare machine and it yeah. worked just beautifully so i thought it would just wouldn't be a problem of course it was uh, <laughs> and for that reason i think for that reason i'm just going to be a bit cautious
0: yeah yeah and i think uh, i think there's reason for that and certainly you know in a business situation where you rely on something you do have to have a fair bit of caution and uh, you know, it, it's part of, I guess, the risk. You know that uh, that my firm has to take as a, as a technology firm is we've got to take some of those risks so that uh, so that our cu- customers aren't 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 put in that position. Uh, and and you do too, to a degree. As a, as a as a journalist, you've got to uh, you've
1: got to keep up with the place. So you sort of have to jump yeah. in boots and all. Yeah, you got you got to know what you're talking about. You can't write about this stuff without looking at it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: now there's
0: there's a there's a raft of uh Windows 8 tablets that are, that are going to come through and there's there's been a little bit of uh news via Microsoft's blog um in the last day or so and the the first one that we heard about is this new uh, ThinkPad Tablet 2 now uh Lenovo I've got their Think their original ThinkPad uh Um, tablet or their their current model ThinkPad tablet which runs uh, Android ice cream sandwich we've had a bit of a play around with that recently and it's got a stylus and it can do some fancy things but it's um, you know it doesn't really leap out as a machine that's going to be you know of interest to a large audience but this new ThinkPad tablet too, running a full-blown version
1: Windows 8 professional looks very interesting what are your thoughts on it? Yeah I mean I my first thought is, is that um, Windows 8 on a tablet is going to kill Android in the business space. I think Android might may still have um, consumer um, traction, but for business, it's not a great operating system. In fact, speaking personally, I don't like Android on a tablet full stop. We we had certainly had
0: that comment from <laughs> from, a, from a number of people on the podcast and uh, you know uh, you know over the
1: last few months. It, it feels a bit unfinished. It feels a bit like a toy. Um, you just don't get that unfinished feeling with the iPad at all. Um, and I'm guessing I haven't. I mean, no one's seen um, the Windows tablet full blown, the full thing yet. But I'm guessing that that's going to be as polished as the um, the iPad too.
0: Yeah, I mean, what I've seen of Windows, Windows 8 uh, running on, for instance, some of the Samsung uh, hardware, which, which you would have seen as well, um, it, it looks that looks pretty polished, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it In, does. in terms of the, um, you know, or what we're not allowed to call the Metro uh, well, user interface, the new uh, Windows 8 user user interface. And
1: the fact that none of the um, tablet makers think they've got to put an overlay on top of it is, you know, tells you what speaks volumes. Hmm.
0: Well, plus, plus they're not allowed to as yeah. well, which, which there's probably some wisdom uh, w- <laughs> wisdom in that, right? Yeah, yeah. That we're going to end up with a consistent experience from one computer to another. You learn how to use Windows 8 on one computer, and it'll be the one same one.
1: On, yeah. on any other Windows 8 computer. Yeah. And, and, and actually, the other thing that's been discussed a bit in the last couple of weeks is, what does this mean for the Ultrabooks? Um, probably the Ultrabook... Um, Probably ultrabooks don't have quite the bright future in front of them they might have had six months ago. Well, that sort of um
0: yeah, yeah, no, I think I think you're right. I mean the new school of ultrabooks are likely to be touchscreen as well. Yeah. Um and there are certainly situations you sit with a, if you if you sit with a computer on your lap like I'm doing now, um, that sort of scenario, um yeah, it's gonna be interesting to 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 see you know how people will transition because I don't. I don't think a
1: tablet is going to suit everybody in no. every situation. But uh, but an ultra but an ultrabook with a touch screen, is really a tablet with a keyboard. So. <laughs> yep. Um, except you usually can't take the keyboard off. Yeah, um, With 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 maybe one or two exceptions, yeah. and I don't know what those will be. But called. there's but the but the thing is, is that the distinction between those categories is is blurring. Particularly um, when you've got things like the Asus tablet, where you, where you can take the keyboard off. So you know, there's a, there's a, a spectrum of products there which blur from one to the other.
0: Yeah, and uh, I just I hope we see the large majority of these land in the New Zealand market, so we're not stuck with um you know with 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 a limited uh, range of options. It seems like they're mostly going to get a broad international release. I I sort of t- talked about the um, the the Microsoft Surface in the past and you know I was really getting the feeling that that might not make it to New Zealand but I am I'm, I'm feeling a little bit more positive
1: that that we'll actually get the full range what are your thoughts I think we will I mean there's there's always going to be one or two things that don't come here um the real the real issue is not so much whether we get the full range it's whether we get the full range at the same time as everyone else um pass. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I think there'll be some
0: vendors uh, who will work very hard to make sure we do. Other other vendors, we're so uh, you know sort of low down their priority list that uh, that we we may well not. Yeah, yeah. So there'll probably be one or one or two here on uh, on day one. So um,
1: I I noticed, for example, a lot of Dell kit doesn't make it here
0: and And probably the same with a lot of the other vendors yeah. that not all you know not the full range of models get here or they don't get here you know, you 'll hear of them being reviewed in the u s and uh and no sign of on, of availability here yeah. so windows eight may be a bit of a different picture and windows windows r t the the um you know the um uh, processor version mm-hmm. of windows is sort of slightly cut down uh, version in terms of you know vendors just really wanting to be able to get that publicity on day one that they'll they'll probably make a, an
1: effort to get them out here I, I i suspect that microsoft will be pretty good about getting stuff here mm. um you know on time uh, and, and relevant don't know about the others i'd like i, I mean i hope that i Novo stuff comes here
0: yeah, they're not always known for, uh, for getting everything here uh, um, no. in, in, uh, in double quick time. But uh, I have been prodding them and uh, it's sounding reasonably positive in terms of availability. But uh, we'll, we'll wait and see. Uh, now, just th- looking back um, at that, that ThinkPad tablet too, the, there were two things about it that, s- that stood out. One, um, what we, what we've heard from Lenovo so far is it's lighter yeah. than the iPad. And this is a full-blown Windows 8 professional machine. The way they're able to get it lighter is it runs the Atom processor.
1: Yeah, I think that's... I think
0: Is that going to work? Is that, that going to be a powerful enough processor? I, you know, I guess... Well, we,
1: I, I think... You see, the thing is, is they're not specifying what processor it is. And I reckon there's a new processor. A new Atom processor. Yeah, yeah that would make some sense, wouldn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what uh, what comes through there, but I think there's a portion of users that are actually quite happy. You know, we look at the netbooks, um, you know, that have been around for the last three three years or four years, uh, and they've run atoms, even single core atoms, and uh, and and have been successful. Uh, you know, for certain certain functions, not so popular now uh but at those lower price points it's
1: probably quite satisfactory for a lot of tasks yeah well that's the other that is the other big question actually is the price point um there's no information about what the price of that will be there's no there's still no information about what the price of the surface will be when it reaches here as well um there have been reports that they're actually going to be quite pricey so who knows well, you know,
0: there, there's a uh, you know there are plenty of business business users that spend two or three thousand dollars on a laptop today, uh, and so I think there's room in the market for for higher end devices that that have got really really good functionality and are pricey, uh, but there of course needs to be these lower cost units that
1: will uh, will compete directly with the with the iPad. I mean. I- I couldn't believe when we were seeing the first wave of the Android tablets coming to compete with the iPad, and and even that weird thing from Blackberry, that the companies were pricing them two or three hundred dollars above the iPad. You know, did they honestly think they were going to sell them at that price? They uh,
0: were, well, yeah. yeah. And, and certainly, those first devices were uh, were pretty poor, yeah. you know, uh, right across the board and I mean, and second uh, rate uh, and, and expensive in <laughs> in most cases. Um, yeah, yeah um i mean one of the one of the nicer ones from a software perspective was the touchpad which uh you know of course just didn't have any chance really of gaining uh, of of gaining traction so um that that was a pity yeah um in hindsight now uh
1: thinkpads they were having a, a bit of an anniversary yeah 20 years old wow 20 years old last week um and we were we were talking earlier before we came on air about how much we like ThinkPads, weren't we? Well, you know this is what's
0: what's sitting on my lap at the moment, and you know, and I I use this, and I use my uh, my MacBook Pro, and you know, various other um, you know devices, but um, it's you know the ThinkPad gear is really well built. We've got good service here in New
1: Zealand, which helps. I am I used to like them. I mean, being a journalist, you tend to um carry them about a bit knock them about a bit and so on and uh, i reckon my old think pad could stop bullets yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah no there's uh the
0: the, the will book gear. that i think the one thing that that uh, would be the most common complaint that i hear is that they just don't have the sort of style of the apple gear and uh no. and some of the other gear out there but uh they just they just work and they and they and they're well built. Yeah, but they, so also they do the, the job.
1: The, 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 the other thing is, is that I mean, some, there's something Apple says something about the person that's got the machine. I mean, mm. you know, like it or not, that's the reality. And I think ThinkPad says something about it. And one of the things ThinkPad says is, "Yeah, I'm here to work. I'm not here to stuff around." Mm. <laughs> you know, which is, I'm not saying that. You know, Apple it uses or other people are there to stuff around. I'm saying with a ThinkPad, it's not a toy. It doesn't look like a toy. No, some of the other ones do. Yeah, yep.
0: So, what do you think that the next, uh, if we look ahead twenty years? Right, we're, we're, you know, we're looking back, 20, the, the, uh, the first, um, you know, there were, I guess if we look back to the 80s, there were those first sort of portable machines that were these big luggable CRT screens and keyboards that you, you know, I don't yeah. know how much they weighed. They oh, must have been, you know, I remember 50, the Osborne 60 was kilos. Like a,
1: the Osborne was like a sewing machine. And it had a, had a screen about the size of my um, phone screen, oh, actually. Like a five-inch screen or it something. smaller than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was monochrome. Yeah. Mm. Um, it, actually, it actually looked a bit like an oscilloscope. mm, mm. And um, um, those things, they were about 10 grand in today's money as well. Um, and it didn't do very much. I actually had one of those early IBM clamshells, you know, the, the um, early floppy based ibm laptops okay as yep. well um you know being a g- journalists have a love affair with laptops it's just it's the tool of our trade i mean it's replaced the typewriter for us and um, it's one of the reasons they always got so much press it's because it's what we all used um, and i've been using them for probably as long as there have been portable computers mm. i've been using them um i just hope that are something like that around in 20 years time I'm not sure there will be though
0: yeah I I mean we when we when we look at what the te- what technology we've got today how it's shrunk down we can, you know we can carry this phone in our pocket that does you know does so many things We've talked before about a sort of a future where you'll be able to, you know, walk up and the phone in your pocket will link up to screen of whatever format, and you can talk to it or use a keyboard, a dock, and so on. But yeah, if we look forward 10, 20 years, and we think of, you know, how much capacity has grown, uh, communication protocols, you know, we had dial-up yeah. modems and so on in the in the in the 80s and. And, and 90s uh, well, you know we expect the communications pipes to uh to keep growing don't we with with ultra fast broadband and so on
1: I, well look what's happened is is that every every decade 15 years or so there's actually a, a kind of new model of what a computer is comes along and that's been you know the case i mean i've been writing about this stuff for 30 years now and i've seen we're probably on our th- we well, we've, we've come to the end of the third wave of technology in that time and thing is if you go back five years, well five years ago, you wouldn't have seen the fact that everyone has a smartphone, or pretty much everyone has a smartphone, um That's true. You yeah, know, yeah. how much wi- wireless is everything, the portability, the tablets and so on. All this stuff is actually relatively recent. It's you know, the last couple of years. And we're actually in the we're actually at the point now where there's we know there's a revolution going on, but we're not sure where it's gonna you know where, where, it's, where, gonna end where it's gonna end. Yeah. And we're probably we're probably you know, halfway through that transition. And I guess we're transitioning away from, I mean, we're certainly transitioning away from a world where everyone has a desktop PC in their office. Um, a lot of modern offices now don't have that one desktop per person, you know, per, per. Um, I mean, people don't even sit in the same chair every day in offices anymore. That's true. So, um, so um, yeah, there's definitely something going on there. But it's, and we, not, it's not resolved yet. And we've got this continual
0: growth in this in the um you know, a reduction in the power that computer technology needs to yeah. drive it. Yeah. So we used to have to, you know, always plug into a you know, plug into the wall and need all this juice. Uh, yeah. you know, we can now run devices for hours and hours, you know, and in some cases that's starting to head towards um you know, days and and, and I think that will be the case in the future. We've got that growth in uh, disk and memory where you know the amount of storage available is yeah. becoming uh, you know it's just becoming madness in terms of how huge it is and it's the cloud and-, and 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 the cloud so you know you could you could conceive having something on you or even potentially under your skin that uh, you know that that could store all of the information that you would ever need your music your video library oh plus you 've got unlimited storage in the cloud
1: i it's- one of the things that I think is really noticeable about what's happened in the last few years is that today, we're, most of what we do is what what would have been called thin clients you know, a decade ago, um, that the the power, the actual processing power, isn't necessarily at the point of production. Um, other than that, like I say, who knows where it's going? Mm. But it's but mm. this but we're on the move. <laughs>
0: we are and it makes exciting, and it makes fun times yeah. right because we just we 're seeing new de- new devices, new technology all the time we 're seeing an unprecedented level of competition between uh you know vendors and spaces yeah. where for a long time there were just you know one or two sort of key players
1: oh and it was it was it was almost reaching stagnation about that mm. five years ago um, you know things were beginning to sort of just not move on and um one of the problems was, was that. The, the ubiquity of Windows and Intel meant that there wasn't much space for the, the you know the Wintel manufacturers to innovate they just didn't have much room to do it and I think with the advent of uh, you know
0: the internet and the app store we've yeah. now created an opportunity where new businesses can spin up very very quickly and can launch onto a you know yeah. onto a totally flat uh, global market so you can yeah. launch you know, anywhere you like, you can launch globally at one point uh, very quickly. This type of business wasn't possible if we look back 15 years uh, ago, was it?
1: No, but it's, I, I read something really interesting yesterday in the Australian press that not only do those companies start up really fast now, they close really fast. Apparently, um, last week two companies closed and they'd only been going for about five months. You know, and, and Again that didn't happen that' the, it's the pace of everything is accelerating that the pace of business is accelerating as well as the pace of technology um, and these were two tech startups in Sydney um, six months after they started they were out of business
0: so what is what does that mean for a small country like new zealand are there are there great opportunities or are there great risks or is it you know, is it just going to be a mix of of both in terms of what our future is? Because there are certain things where New Zealand's still going to do do well in in future economies in terms yeah. of uh, tourism, and unless it gets to a point where people just you know won't won't fly, uh, you know we we've still we're still producing a lot of produce and so on.
1: I think I think um, we're really good at the innovating right at the micro level. You know, the the modern equivalent of people working their shed. Uh, making a better better engine or whatever. We're really good at that level. Uh, we can't do the stuff where you need a lot of infrastructure a lot of research infrastructure and technology infrastructure to get going. The thing is, is these days you don't need much infrastructure to do a lot of this. I mean, to, to you know, put an app on the app store the infrastructure you need is a desktop PC and uh, uh, cable connection so I think it's good for us
0: yeah yeah yep no yeah i'm uh i'm i'm looking forward to seeing how things progress and i think as a as a country we're we're making some wise moves in terms of investing in our future around technology uh you know having the infrastructure. And and uh, and the training that uh, gets us geared up to uh, to take
1: advantage of technology. Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk a bit about training in a moment, aren't we?
0: Mm. <laughs> um, well, yeah, that's a good segue. So we, you know, we've just heard that uh, IBM and, and Unitech are sort of teaming up um, to uh, uh, here in
1: here in Auckland. Yeah, it's it's brilliant because one of the things that the tech industry miss, misses out on is if you're a plumber you have an apprenticeship if you're a carpenter you have an apprenticeship and it's a great way to get you know to get on the road to those kinds of careers with technology till now you've left you leave college could be university or college or whatever and you've got to go and find a job and it's really hard that first step is a really difficult step so to actually have some mentoring going on which i think which i think is part of the um the Unitec package um and some real work doing some you know real jobs in a real work uh, for a real company like IBM. It's a great start. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a good opportunity and it's
0: uh you know it's pleasing to see that happening here in New Zealand because IBM could you know could be doing this this anywhere and you know it's it's great that that's happening yeah. it's
1: happening right here. Yeah, yeah and and um, the more of this the better. I mean I'd like to see some more of this from other companies. Well, <laughs> my firm we can put up our hands and yeah.
0: say we we'd like to employ graduates too and I, yeah. I think i mean there there are plenty of graduate uh positions but probably uh not enough and you know we 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 see that when we advertise is that there's just there are so many people keen to get in at that ground level yeah. and uh you know everyone just needs to get that uh to get that start after they've uh you know they've finished studying they're ready to get into the workforce
1: i have to say though that um, again over my entire career IBM's always been there having the first pick of um students and graduates they've always they've always been really good at getting in there and doing that smart isn't it yeah it's a clever move yeah
0: now uh we 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 chatted a little bit uh early before we started um that there have been two different views on what's happening uh in the mobile market in New Zealand, of course, last week, uh, you know, Two Degrees Mobile um, announced that they had reached uh, a million customers, a million subscribers, uh, which, uh, you know, that that's some fairly solid numbers after after three years. Uh, but there's been some discussion around what's actually happened in terms of prices coming down.
1: Yeah, there was a story in Don Post um, saying that, in fact, prices haven't really come down very much at all. Um, and it's, it's kind of... It's one of those angels on a pinhead argument almost because how many angels you get on a pinhead argument because what Tom puller Strecker was saying in his story was was that the mix of calls has changed. So that whereas previously, um, if you were a Vodafone customer, you called Vodafone people and you didn't pay very much because on-net calls were cheap. Vodafone to Vodafone. Vodafone, Vodafone was, to Vodafone yeah. on-net, yeah. yeah, which yeah. is... In Telecom jargon is an on, on net call. Um and to call from Vodafone to telecom would be hideously expensive. Now calling between the networks is no longer hideously expensive. People are starting to do it much more, but it's still more expensive than on net calls. So the mix of calls is changing. And you know, really, I don't think that's a, it's, it's not a valid argument to say call the caller prices haven't come down. I mean I mean, we, we know that
0: the, we know that the retail price calls have have come down, yeah. and and we're seeing more plans that don't, uh, that don't you know care whether you're calling the same network yeah. or another network, right? But so...
1: sometimes, sometimes math. I mean, mathematics generally speaks the truth, but you know, there's lies, damn lies, and statistics, <laughs> and I think this is a case of, um, the 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 maths here doesn't really tell the whole story. The story is is that the calls are getting cheaper, and in fact. The fact that you can now afford to call between the networks is something to celebrate, not to worry about. Absolutely,
0: and yeah, you know, when I I look at you know what I spend, it's a it's a fraction of what I used of what I used to spend on uh, you know on 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 running a mobile and yeah. uh, and I'm doing well. I'm not doing as many calls as I as I used to, uh, but I'm doing a lot of a lot more data. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, I've moved to a. Um, um, post pay but a plan and um, i'm actually not using up all my plan minutes every month so mm. you're, you know you're right it's definitely come down
0: now in the mobile space the other uh the other thing that we've had you know that keeps coming up in discussions has been this uh near field communications technology that the the chips that are starting to go into our smartphones we 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 see them in uh in some of the Android tablets like the Nexus seven that we were playing with, with earlier from Google. And we know that a lot of the uh the Windows RT tablets and probably some of the Windows eight tablets are gonna have this near uh, Nearfield communications uh technologies now you you were pointing out when we w- when we were chatting uh previously that um that this is starting to gain some traction in terms of what's going to uh, happen here in new zealand around uh, mobile payments
1: yeah yeah the um the the i mean there's a lot of things that have got to be sorted out yet but in theory at least we can have this in place for christmas shopping Prop- realistically that might only be in certain shops certain stores and maybe even certain areas but the um the sort of broad availability
0: of or, or, or broader than what we have at the moment, because at yeah. the moment we've we 've got uh, uh, the snapper uh, payment yeah. system you know primarily in Wellington uh, for you know for paying for uh, um, you know public transport and and you know for use at the local sort of you know yeah. corner store and so on that 's the sort of primary place where you can use your n f c technology today yeah. mostly with the snapper card and there 's a few phones. Um, with two degrees, you can
1: use them. So that's very limited, right? But what we're talking about here is it's widespread. Yeah. yeah, The issues aren't technical. I mean, they. I mean, there's a. I suppose you could say the fact that the phones are not necessarily ubiquitous enough is a technical issue, but that's true. They're not so much technical as it's really about agreements between the banks and the telcos um, where the costs fall. Um, things like what the retailers have to pay to have the technology, whether the terminals go in for free or whether they have to pay for them. Um, and to su- because, bearing in mind that our banks are all branches of Australian banks, we're obviously going to piggyback what goes on over there. And um, there's been some very exciting developments in in um, in that in payment technology with the Commonwealth Bank recently in um, Australia, which, of course, is the parent bank of ASB. Um, they've got some android devices. Have you have you talked about that one here before? Um no, not no. the Australian side. No. Okay, well, Commonwealth Bank has some um android devices and um they're they it's the their banks, you know, we're talking about the bank providing them, not as the moment if you you know, the POS terminals sure. fly by other parties. Um and they're making a very clear technical play. I mean, they're it's almost like a bank becoming a technology company. Um and you can rest assured, but what happens with Australian banks is coming here. It's coming here, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. It, it, I guess we're seeing that
0: tra- change in, a, in a, across a lot of industries where it doesn't matter what business you're in, you have to gear up with technology and and yeah. and get closer to the the cutting edge of technology to be able to uh, to win business, to stay in, in front of your competitors, and to well, to um, you know, be considered relevant now.
1: And that's been the co- Commonwealth Bank in Australia, Commonwealth Bank's strategy has been very much to do that. Then they've used technology as a s a weapon to beat the competition with. Um time and time again. I mean their um, their online banking is apparently streets ahead of everyone else. I couldn't tell you this because um it's five years since I've used a Commonwealth Bank <laughs> online. But um apparently it is. And um and the and the technologies that they're rolling out to retailers and so on again are a long way ahead. I mean they are um, pr- probably up with the play internationally. I mean, they 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 might be out in front of the banks elsewhere in the world. They're certainly out in front of American banks. Mm. Um, and we're seeing good movement here from ASB
0: too, aren't yeah, we? With, yeah. you know, with the their, I mean, the number of the banks have got mobile apps, but uh, yeah, the work they've done recently so you can pay anybody who's on Facebook, you can pay somebody with a with an email address, just making that very very easy. Uh, and uh, y- you know the and as well as being able to run it on multiple devices was their their last uh, you know round of updates yeah i
1: mean it's the thing it 's pretty clear that the board members at the banks have been reading all that stuff we 've been writing for years about technology transformation and so on but it's they 're taking it seriously and you 're actually seeing what happens when companies um, start to apply technology at the very core of everything they do
0: mm-hmm. no it's uh yeah. it's, it's, it's great to it's great to see, and I hope uh that that it, that these things really catch on across New Zealand because if we can, within our own um, you know businesses that serve New Zealanders, if they can stay at the forefront, yeah. that you know just spreads this sort of mindset of leveraging technology, uh, you know, to to bring good outcomes for people, and will make us as a country. Uh, much more able to bring new products onto the global market as well and to export technological ideas and solutions. Well, that's
1: right. I mean, one, one of the things that's really encouraging is I've heard that the three mobile phone c- companies here and the banks have all been in discussions together. I mean, they're all, they, they're all singing from the same sheet on this. There may be some issues that are not resolved, but they're, you know, they're definitely working together on this. It's not a case of um, fragment, you know, fragmentation. And there's,
0: I guess we have an advantage compared to most, uh, most countries being a, you know, a smaller yeah. market that it's much easier to get through those politics and to yeah. come up with a solution. So, uh, yeah, it would certainly be, oh. be our hope that the, the telcos and the banks do uh, pull together something that uh, becomes a fairly universal solution.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're so right because in Australia they had to be mandated to do that by the government. Here it didn't happen, they just got on with it.
0: I guess the flip side is is if everyone comes together and there's no uh you know there's no competition on it then they can they can oh, potentially they'll... you know take whatever cut that they like too, no. right? There'll be there'll be competition. <laughs> the... <laughs> All right. Um now the uh the, the other topic and um i mean i I'm really interested to see what uh, what's going to come up over the next few months with um with n f c and nearfield communications so I think we should pick this one up again um yep. as as we as as we see that uh that that progress um apps now you know it's really become it used to be that uh you know we'd we'd talk a lot about the new websites we've found and so on but uh but these days with with our uh you know smartphones and tablets and and devices it's uh uh you know we've got a much more sort of app centric world yeah. i guess uh now let's chat through some of those um i've got a couple to share i've i've been doing a a column for uh, for stuff in the Waikato Times uh each week and uh, just talk about a new app there each week. Um, and you know, there's a few that you've been discovering. What's sort of at the top of your list oh, at the moment?
1: My favourite one at the moment is one that I've only just downloaded in the last couple of days. It's called Outline Plus. And it's a, um, it's a native iPad application for playing with your OneNote files that are st- stuck somewhere on a Windows computer. Um, and th- now there's, there's a OneNote app for the iPad, but it's not as nicely integrated as this third-party one. It's about twenty bucks for the Plus version. There's um, there's a free version, which um, I think allows you so many pages of information. But um, being a journalist, uh, I use I use OneNote a lot for uh, clipping things and um, storing stuff for references and so on. Um, mainly because on the desktop computer, I can um, then go in and search everything really easily. It's a pretty
0: handy tool, isn't it? Because yeah. it le- it lets you, uh, you know, type in uh, content. You can record. Yeah. You can put photos and video in there, and it all syncs back via the
1: cloud, right? Yeah, yeah. And that, and, and um, I've got it on my laptop and my desktop, and it you can get it on the I can get it on my phone and so on. Mm. But the um, the iPad application is just it's you can it's a viewer in effect. Mm. It's a viewer mm. into your um, OneNote files, whereas the Um, Outline Plus is um, you can actually manipulate the files and you can add material and so on. So um, I'm going to be testing that quite a lot over the next couple of weeks, but it looks to me like the the business. And one of the things I really like about it um, is the way that, um, you know, the Apple world and the the Windows world don't necessarily always play nicely together. Um, And it's not necessarily in Apple's interest or Microsoft's interest for that to you know, for those things to be that smooth. Particularly where now that Microsoft's got its own tablet play. That's um about yeah, it. Yeah. Um so this third party this third party um company came along and um whacked something up and it's, it's fabulous I, I love to see it i mean it's interesting. i
0: wonder whether they're going to launch it on other platforms or whether it's all about just delivering a really great experience on the uh the ipad for them yeah well you mean like an android version perhaps yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah because we i don't think we've got OneNote on uh on on android yet no uh, there's
1: something really clutchy. so uh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: okay yeah there's um, there are a couple of apps that I've um, I've written about recently. Uh, one is called Food Spotting. I don't know if you've come across Food Spotting. No. So this is uh, you know we've got our tr- traditional apps for helping you find uh, find restaurants, sort of restaurant finder apps. This goes sort of a step further, and it's a social application uh, where you take photos of individual dishes or meals at a restaurant, and so. Uh, you can take a photo. It takes use of the GPS and, and lets you know you know it'll it'll uh, uh, list the restaurants in the area and you can uh, you can attach on uh, and very good. Just if you're you're wanting to go out for a meal, you can quickly browse what's available, but not just the restaurant names. You can see photos and reviews of the uh, the individual dishes and so on. So if there are particular things you like, it's uh, it's quite cool.
1: Haven't you noticed if you go into a restaurant now, there's always someone photographing their food.
0: Yeah, I think with the advent of smartphones yeah. it's become quite common. So yeah. this sort of just ties together that yeah. habit of somebody, yeah. you know, photographing a great meal or a meal that's really well presented. Yeah. And... uh and actually doing something with it rather than it just going on to Facebook or or, or just going into the phone and 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 not being used so it sort of you know it really shares it with a broad audience so and you
1: see something you're like and you've got to drive to Hamilton <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> well when I, I find it up from home the other day and uh, you know it it um, and there's a lot of restaurants in the area but yeah. it came up with the the very closest restaurant which is top of the street uh, and you know a whole bunch, so I was quite impressed oh, that yeah. they've actually got a good, uh, obviously a good base of people that have, that have used it already around New Zealand, and uh, you know and have reviewed have reviewed um, um, the restaurants and, and, and dishes. Not all of it; it's fresh yeah. content, but it's uh, uh, it's relevant. It's you know it's not years and years old.
1: That's the weird thing about um, having an Android phone. Actually, is that um, when I search for something that's local, um, I live in Beach Haven. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I get things that are in too, which is you know probably only two or three kilometers away, but it's across a harbour. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so not, not much help, yeah, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's probably that eighteen k drive.
0: Apps <laughs> do, don't always think oh, uh, no. think that way, do they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I haven't I haven't uh, I haven't noticed it doing uh, doing that, but um, probably because there are so many restaurants that are you know within uh, hundreds of yeah. meters of me. So um, yeah, I'm not getting ones on the other side of the harbour. <laughs> uh the the other app which is a website that a, a lot of people have been using for a long time is uh, IMDB the internet movie oh, database.
1: Yeah. Oh, I've been using that app for years. It's a great app, yeah. isn't it? I just
0: oh, find yeah. it so uh so useful in the way that it's uh you know, these days it's got uh you know, all of the the movie listings and the cinemas and so on. So, you know, I was out with a friend um uh, a week a week or so back and um yeah, we wanted to get some dinner before uh, before catching a movie, and you know I was about to walk across the car park to the cinema to have a look, and I thought, no, I don't need to do that, and no. I just turned on the app, and I could see the times, and just you know f- focused on getting something to eat. It was I, uh, I, it
1: was great. I, and the other thing, I tell you, the thing I love about it is um, you see a TV show that you love, you go on there, and you find there's another fifty seven episodes. Yeah,
0: <laughs> there's so much information, I isn't know, there? Yeah. And now with the, uh, you know, with the advent of all the ways that we've got of getting content, uh, you know, I find it really helpful just to know, you know is, this, is this any good? Yeah. Is that movie any good? If you're at a cinema or even if you're sitting in front of Netflix and you've got a big library of, of content, you can yeah. go in and, and quickly just get a handle on whether, you know, whether it's rubbish or, or whether it might be uh, you know, worth, worth watching.
1: But i tell you where it's not good. It's not good with very recent television. It's you. Um, if if there's something that was on TV last night in the US, the reviews are not necessarily. It know. takes a while to build yeah. up
0: that content, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. And there are there are certain um, you know techniques and so on that they use, which makes it probably better for uh, for films than it yeah. uh, than it does for uh, yeah. than it is for yes it some other very job, very yeah. fresh content. But
1: but yeah, my word, I've had that. It's a must-have application.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm so uh yeah good good well let uh that's probably us for this week. I think yeah. we've probably got through um we've got through everything yep, um so thank you, everyone, for listening in now, uh bill, where do we find you uh online you're on Twitter
1: yes, bill Bennett n z with two n's two t's as my father used to say, it's like Guinness, two of everything <laughs> <laughs> and um bill dot co dot n z and um I just had the Best week online that I've had for ages. Uh, someone picked up something, went around the world, and suddenly had a surge of traffic.
0: So, what have been the stories that you've been writing about? What have you oh, been writing it's about it's recently? An old thing that yeah.
1: someone picked up on. Um, I wrote a piece of um, um, ten ways to write something. I forget the I forget the exact wording, but it's something like ten ways to write a rubbish press release, <laughs> 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 and it was just the sort of advice on how to. Write really bad press releases, um, which you know a lot of people have been following. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: it's obviously struck a chord yeah. and uh, starting to get spread around via yeah. via social media.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, good, good.
0: Uh, well, yeah, and um, I'm on on Twitter too, and my Twitter handle is just my name, Paul Spain, uh, and I have a, a blog um, via GeekZone, which is TechJungle dot com, and also have paulspain.com. Uh, if you want to follow the podcast, we are on um, most of the social media platforms. So on Twitter, we're NZTechPodcast, Facebook.com slash NZTechPodcast, and NZTechPodcast.com. So that's us. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening in. And we will catch you again on uh, on the next episode of the NZ Tech Podcast. Good night. Thanks, Bill. Cheers. Cheers.